So Chamisha also Bishvat, the 15th day of the Shvat is known as the Rosh Hashanah for trees. What does the Rosh Hashanah for trees really mean? It's a Rosh Hashanah for trees. Why is Chamisha Osir Bishvat a Rosh Hashanah for trees? Matter of fact, there is a machloikis, there is a disagreement. What else is new? Uh, there is two opinions about when is the really Rosh Hashanah Lilonos, when is the new year for trees. Um, according to the view of Beis Hillel, which is the halacha, Chamisha uh, Osir Bishvat, the 15th day of Shvat. That's why we celebrate as the Rosh Hashanah for trees. But according to the view of Beis Shammai, he actually says that Rosh Chodesh Shvat, 15 days earlier. So it turns out that our Rosh Hashanah Lilonus is not according to all opinions. But the Rebbe has an interesting explanation that shows that really even Beis Shammai will agree to Beis Hillel that the actual New Year for Trees is on the 15th as we do it, but rather the reason that he says it's on Rosh Chodesh Shvat, is the first day of Shvat, is because that's a general approach that Beis Shammai has throughout the Talmud, in various different areas in the Talmud, which Beis Shammai thinks that it's more important the potential than the actuality. What am I talking about? So the Rebbe explains, Rosh Hashanah Li'ilonos, New Year's Tree, means that the new year when the tree begins to nurture from the rainwater that came down this year. The trees need water to sustain them. So they nurture, the roots go in the ground and they take the water, the moisture that is in the ground. Up till the 15th day of Shvat they take from the moisture of the previous year, that's left over the previous year. The New Year's moisture in the ground, the water that they start to nurture, the change about takes place on the 15th day of Shvat. Why the 15th day of Shvat? So it's brought down that it, uh, four months, and again, I'm not sure exactly why four months, but in the Gemara, it says that four months after the um, end that it finishes the, um, the judgment about water is when the new water starts to sort of have its impact. So there's the judgment about the water and then after four months that water comes down throughout the winter, I guess, and then the trees start to use the water that came down in the months, the four months. We all know that on Sukkot, on the 15th day of uh, Tishrei, which is Sukkot, is the time that we all deal with water. It's the time that we're judged on water. We have the Simchas Beis HaShoeva, we draw the water, we pour the water. On the, in the Beis HaMikdosh, we have also the prayer of Shaina Rabba. Everything in Hashem Rabbah, it's all about water because it's asking Hashem for the water. We don't actually do Murad Ageshem until Shemini Atzeres because we don't want any rain in the Yom Tov itself. So we refrain from asking until or mentioning Mashivaruch Murad Ageshem till Shemini Atzeres. But the first days, the seven days of Sukkot, 
are those days that were judged on water. But what does it mean that we're judged on water on Sukkot? Aren't we judged on Rosh Hashanah? We know that on Rosh Hashanah, we're judged on everything. So including water is part of our general life cycle. So why, what does it mean that on Rosh Hashanah, that on Sukkot we're judged separately in water? So it's like everything else. There is the general uh, ruling, and then there is the particulars, the details, the specifics. So on Rosh Hashanah, there is the overall sort of judgment about the person. Includes the water too, of course, but it's not in a very specific and detailed matter as affects the water. But the water, the person is judged, but not in the detail. But then when it comes to uh, Sukkot, then we specifically concentrate and specifically Hashem measures and says how much water, how much uh, uh, sustenance do we give the tree. By the way, I think that in Israel they say they had last month was the uh, month that I think since they're keeping records, uh, record of, of, of rain, rainfall. I mean, which is mostly good for the, uh, for the land and for the for the uh, growing things and generally for water for Eretz Yisrael, which is a great blessing for them. But in any event, so we see these two uh, frames, the two time frames, one on Rosh Hashanah, which is in a general way, and the second one is specifically on Sukkot, which is 15 days later. So when you go and move ahead four months, Shabbat is four months after Tishrei. So according to Beis Hillel, we go by the actuality, which when does the tree really begin to nurture the water, the new waters, that actually takes place on the 15th. And that is the reason why that is considered to be the Rosh Hashanah, not the potential, but when it actually begins to nurture from the water. But according to the view of Beishamai, and the Rebbe brings it down in various different other places we find, they go by the potential by the, before it actually materializes, before it actualizes. Because on Rosh Hashanah, there was already a general uh, judgment about the water, so in a general way, in a potential way, the water has already been designated to, on the time of Rosh, of, of, of Rosh Chodesh Shvat, which is four months after Rosh Hashanah. And that's why, according to Shammai, the Rosh Hashanah is not when it actually starts to nurture, but when the judgment is already four months after the judgment, the potential for the water is there. Now, Rebbe, of course, says the person has been equated to a tree. What is the equation? Because just like a, a tree uh, bears fruit, so a person is commanded to bear fruit not only in the physical sense, to have children, and so on and so forth, but also to bear fruit by being a productive person, to be able to, people in your environment, to influence them, to share with them, to give to them. To be a tree-bearing fruit means to be able to give of yourself some of what you have, to share with others, to grow a tree. But it's not only to grow fruit on the tree, but also that those fruit 
should have those kernels within them so they can further grow further trees. So, so on to go on so that you can impact others and those others go ahead further and impact further. So there is a continuous chain of growth and fruit that come from this one tree. And so the human beings are equated to the trees in that way. So when it comes to Rosh Hashanah to trees, it also tells us that we have to remind ourselves that we have to be fruit-bearing trees. And it also tells us, the Rebbe brings down, that one of the signs of Mashiach coming is when you see that the true, that fruits are bearing, trees are bearing fruits, and the fruits continue to bear other fruits, and they produce good and healthy fruit as the ones that produced them originally, that's a sign that things are going in the right direction and that Mashiach is about to come. So the way the Rebbe brings it out over there, especially in the teaching of Hasidus, we're talking about Yushvat, and in that aspect, that when you see that the ideas of uh, Hasidus is continuing, and yesterday at the Fabrengen we were discussing the concept that notwithstanding the fact that a lot of times we like to uh, be a little bit pessimistic and criticize and say, well, it's not like it used to be, that the new generation isn't really living up to uh, the way they used to be in the olden days. But at the end of the day, you look around and you see that you have devoted uh, Yidin and Hasidim that are continuing to study and to learn and to behave and to follow in the directions of the Rebbe. So we see that the trees are bearing fruits. Baruch Hashem is a sign of Mashiach. So we hope that from this sign will come down to be materialized, that Mashiach will come.